Hello. Hello. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of You I Do. The podcast that is going to give you a real life example of what a supportive and positive wedding party actually looks like. So we had a very wonderful guest with us today. I took this one solo, but we had a good time. Like it was so good that I looked up and was like, ooh, we've been talking for two hours. It was listening back to it definitely was a great conversation. I know that you all will be all in your feels as Ariel talks about her wedding from the beginning all the way to the end. And I know that you all will enjoy it. I agree a thousand percent. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, hey, Arielle Hickson, and I am a journalist slash political correspondent, anchor, all the above, and I'm so excited to be doing my first podcast with you. I do talking about all things wedding. I mean, guys, you're going to, you're probably going to have to make me shut up at some point. (laughs) (laughs) So excited to have you on. I always enjoy it when we can have a guest on that, you know, is a little bit more comfortable with the setting, despite if you've done podcasting before or not, you know, I feel like there are certain things that just kind of translate all across. Oh, absolutely. I, and, you know, I think it's it's more about just how cool you can be on here <laughs> because exactly. that's, why, that's why I think podcasting it and it's just the, it's a new, it's a new norm of coolness. So I'm just so happy and thankful to be one of your guests. Awesome. Yeah. We're so excited to have you. Like I said, Tania wishes she could join, but every now and then I just have to kind of ride solo because of work obligations or other things going on. But we are talking all about like your wedding and your like bridesmaids and your wedding party and all of that. And so before we like fully dive into all of that. Let's talk about you and your husband. Like, how did y'all meet? You know, give us all the like, take us there, take us back. Okay, I'll I'll take you guys back way back back. (laughs) Um, So we met. Okay, there's two ways I can describe how we met. One way I can say is that we bumped into each other at a bar. The other way I can say is that we met on an island while on vacation. (laughs) Um, I'll go for the more romantic version, which is an island on vacation. We were both on vacation on um, Martha's Vineyard, which is an island off Massachusetts. We were both, um, well, I was a third wheel for someone, just just hanging out, doing my own thing. He happened to be there with his sister. And we went to this spot called Lola's, um, where it tends to have an older crowd there. So was kind of shocked to find a young group of people there. I was actually there with two of my friends and we went to the bar and I actually was, was kind of upset to be there because it was 4th of July weekend. I kind of wanted to be around younger people and this music came on. It was really good. And I bumped into someone and it was my husband. Not even joking. And my husband says probably the same way. 
Uh, he was, you know, he was going out and kind of being dragged out by his sister. Didn't really want to be at Lola's either, but his sister is really fun. And the music was, was bumping. And then, you know, he, we both bumped into each other and it was, it was love at first sight. Or we were just like, oh, maybe we'll stay here a little longer. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much how, how it all began. Okay. I like that story though. I mean, you know, for some of us, it's not as fun. Like you actually have, I mean, even if you were like, Hey, is that the bar? Like to me, that's still like, that's a good story. <laughs> you know, I think you, you hit it nail on the head because I feel like it's very rare to meet someone in the wild, yes. <laughs> like organically. And we really weren't looking for anything at the time. So it, it strangely felt very natural, but I mean, Hey, however you meet someone is the way you're supposed to meet someone. But now looking back, I'm like, Whoa, we just kind of <laughs> bumped into each other at a bar. That's, that's so bizarre. But, um, yeah, we met, we met there and we, um, we kind of hit it off right away. And, uh, while we were up, there's these little parties that happened over the weekend. We were at a beach party and I lost my mom's earrings at the beach. <laughs> Couldn't find them. And Evan found them. And I, in my head, I was like, Oh, it's fate. I don't know what I was thinking, but maybe it was. <laughs> because I and so. then marry him. So <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, hello. The whole rest of your lives is like right there. Oh my gosh. This is very rom-com. Like, you know, it's a, it was a me cute. I felt it. It was like a really cute little me cute. Very rom-commy. And we ended up actually dating long distance for about two years because he was from Boston and I was in, from, I was in New York. And it started off like, oh, we'll see each other in different cities. And then like it got serious really quick. And then he ended up moving to New York and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh. I can tell, like, when Tania's editing this, she's going to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> oh, we're such hopeless romantics. So, like, this is this is so perfect. I love it. I love it so much. So, okay, what year was this when y'all met? This is back uh, the pre-COVID times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have to reference a different time. Uh, this was 2014. We met oh. in 2014. Yeah. And what, what year is now? 2020. See, I have to remember this because I feel like after COVID, you don't know what year it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we met in 2014 and we were probably, uh, we met summer 2014. We were, I guess, officially dating by fall. And then he okay. moved, I think by the end of 2016, early 2017. So, yeah. So in that time frame, when did he propose? So he proposed in 2019. Mm. It was winter. <laughs> um, and the funny story with that is I, I'm a big summer girl and he loves, he loves the winter. And I usually don't like him when it's cold, but the one, my favorite time of the year, my favorite holiday is Christmas. So we were uh, celebrating Christmas together and in the tree, he, oh, Christmas morning, he wrote on a card. It was actually, wait, let me just go back here. It was a very heartfelt, romantic, beautiful letter. He's actually a very good writer. And at the end of the letter, it said, go out on the porch. The elves may have left something for you. Aww. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. And so, and it was like a, a warmer day. It was kind of like a, it was weird. It was like a 55 degree Christmas day. So it was like sunny and nice out. And it's kind of strange um, and beautiful. And so I go outside and I see this cute little box 
And I was thinking, oh, it's probably like AirPods or something. (laughs) Like, was it? I don't know. He completely caught me off guard because I was thinking we usually kind of were spending holidays with our families because Evan's family was far away and mine was like Mm -hmm. right in Jersey. So this is the first time Christmas together. So I was thinking, okay, let's open these gifts. Yes, we'll do. I was thinking, all right, he left these AirPods out in the porch. Great. And then we're going to go to my parents because the first time he was coming like on Christmas Day to celebrate Christmas my family. So I was kind of in a rushed mindset and the whole day he was kind of like, let's take it easy. Let's relax. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so as soon as I opened the little box, I realized it was a ring or I don't, well, I don't know. It looked like it's a drawy box. And then it kind of hit me and, and the sun was shining. And then he was like getting down on one knee and I, I didn't know what was going on. And then oh it, it was like, he black out. I didn't realize I was crying. <laughs> and then he said something so beautiful, opened the box asked me to be his wife. I I nodded and like freaked out and we kissed and he like swung me around in a circle. And I was like, so excited, came inside, inside the house. And I was like staring and at the ring and talking. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then he's like, wait a second. You didn't say yes. And I was like, wait, I nodded. And it was a whole thing. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I need a verbal confirmation though, just to make sure. I'm like, absolutely. What? So, um, so yeah, it was, it was very sweet. This proposal was perfect because it's extremely heartfelt, very sweet, very intimate. And I, I do live a life where being on camera, I'm kind of used to always being on. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I it do, remember he was kind of feeling me out. Cause we, we talked about getting married probably within the year. And I was like, I mean, friends were getting proposed to, and there, and there are so many different kinds of proposals, more intimate, more, and then more like you know, in the open or surrounded by friends and family. And he was kind of yeah. like, kind of feeling me out. Like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like if I was around people, I'd, I feel like I'd have to act a certain way. And he, but I didn't like, and I remember having this conversation, but then I was like, oh, is he trying to feel me out? But then I didn't really think anything other than that. And then right. I was so glad he listened to that because it was like a moment shared between the two of us, which I loved. I love that as well. I think that is so important though. Like if you get the proposal wrong or if you get the ring wrong, I just feel like that's just setting everything else up for failure. Like, or you weren't listening, you know? Yes. Um, And I get that, you know, like a lot of partners want to infuse like a little bit of themselves in it. But at the same time, it's like, you have to know what the person you're asking (laughs) will want. So I love that because it seemed like you're saying completely out, not out of the blue, but like you did not see it coming. You weren't tipped to like, this is what's happening until it was happening. Yeah, I was, I was not, I was, I had a feeling it was coming, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what day I didn't know when I wasn't like, this is, I was literally in the mode of like, let's, let's wrap this up. We got to get some parents. Right. (laughs) So which was amazing. And then we, we got to my parents and it became like a, an engagement party because my family was there. Aww, and they knew, did they know? So it was interesting, which is so funny. He, uh, he went into the city and asked for my dad's blessing. And apparently they had a, they, they get along really well. So apparently they were like chilling and had like a good, like two, three hour lunch. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, they, he asked and, and, and my, and my dad um, gave him the blessing, which is beautiful. And when my dad got home that day, which I, I'm guessing was a couple of weeks before, I'm not sure, at some point before the proposal, my mom was super busy. And my my dad and my mom are, are this really cute couple. They're just, you know, and they're very romantic and they're very close, but it's kind of funny because she was like, oh, 
like, how was your day? And he's like, oh, something really interesting happened. She's like, okay, tell me later. And my dad never got around to telling her. So, (laughs) so he knew, and I think he asked Evan, he was like, oh, like, like no pressure at all. Are are you thinking about doing it soon? I think Evan said, oh, between Christmas and New Year. So my dad was like, all right, all right. And he had like a bunch of champagne just in the house. I think so. Cause I think he had a feeling it was going to happen on Christmas. So when I came in and told my mom and dad, my mother was like crying and excited. And my dad was like, yup. And my mother was like, wait, you knew that this, you were aware. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember that day. And she's like, no, you didn't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was good it, it was really sweet we had a like a nice sweet moment just the four of us and then my my grandfather came over my uncle uh and then a couple family friends and stuff and completely unplanned it was just whoever was you know was actually coming that christmas day yeah. were there and um we just we drank champagne all day <laughs> that's such a great way to celebrate oh my gosh i love that it was so nice too because i kind of I got the intimacy of just Evan and I, and then I got the celebration of, oh my gosh, like in person right right afterwards. And it was, it felt very organic and just really special. That was a very special day. And it was Christmas, my favorite holiday. So just, I was on cloud nine. (laughs) I don't know know where I was. It was just, it was a whole, uh, it was just perfect. It really was perfect to be honest. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful story. Oh my gosh. Oh. I swear. Like there needs to be a movie. Like who can we call <laughs> to make a rom-com about y'all's like love story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ava DuVernay, Issa Rae, you listen. Hello? Hello? Uh, Shonda. Well, Shonda Ron tends to make it a little spicy, but you know what? <laughs> we can be the rom-com in the background <laughs> while something scandalous happens. That's fine too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all, calling all of them, all my girls. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> well, now we are going to go into our favorite part of the show, which is a game of this or that, where basically you select between one option or the other and you explain why. Um, and because you're our guest, you will start first. Now, I will say this isn't anything too scary. And I feel like I have to usually preface this because when Tania is on the show and we're playing with her, she's always thinking like, oh my gosh, what type of questions are you about to ask? <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually very tame. So, okay. you know, just kind of a little disclaimer there. So to start, would you prefer to have like a Love Jones themed bridal shower? So kind of like Ooh. 90s black rom-com or would you prefer to have a Spice Girls themed bridal shower? Love Jones. Oh my goodness. Really? Okay. Great idea. Wow. I should have done that. Oh, that is, that is, that's iconic. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just getting excited. Can someone do this and invite me to the bridal shower, please? Because that sounds like so much fun. Uh, so yes, Love Jones, 90s. <laughs> and you know what? As I was coming up with the question, I was like trying to envision what that would be like. And I was like, oh my gosh, this could actually be like a really cool bridal shower. Yeah. And like, the outfits the music exactly that's what i'm thinking i'm like the outfits really like super late 90s just kind of like slick new york like kind of speakeasy type of vibe i'm guessing or like 
you know, a little poetry corner <laughs> or what have you. Ah, I love that. Oh, or, you know, the record store angle, what have you, but super romantic. Okay. Love okay. That. Just kicking it. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So round two, would you prefer that your bridal shower is only like the women that were invited were only the women that were also invited to your wedding? Or would you have a separate group of women that you would invite to the bridal shower that aren't necessarily getting an invite to the wedding? Ooh, just so we don't get messy. I'm going to say everyone who's invited to the wedding, because, you know, I feel like there'd be some FOMO if there's people who you invite to the shower and then they're not invited to the wedding. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like an empath and I just feel like bad if we're having a good time. I'm like, woo, this is great. You're not going to be there though. Right. <laughs> like that, that's kind of tough. That's, that's tough. So yeah, I'm going to lean on I, what I'm thinking is a safe side is everyone who's at the shower is also coming to the wedding. That's the same way. I think I really outside of like very limited circumstances where maybe like you're having a destination wedding with a super limited crowd or you're having like a COVID wedding where, you know, you had to scale back for reasons though, you know, I feel like there's only a handful of reasons why you would invite women to the shower and not the wedding, but just to have like two separate groups of people that are like, you know what, you can come to my shower but not my wedding. To me, that just reeks of like, you just want gifts. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. You know, I didn't think of the COVID angle of just having small groups of different people, mm-hmm. which works. So I, I get that, I think. But then you have to kind of like tell them why they're not coming to one from one party to the other. Right. Or, or you well, got like a survey, which one, which, what do you want to come to? Exactly. <laughs> and it's not going to be easy at all. I mean, I feel like with COVID, especially I'll say in like season one of COVID, like it was so much easier to kind of explain like, Hey, this is what I'm doing and why, but now people are like, COVID's over. So, (laughs) you know, like, I I don't think that type of excuse would work so much now or work as easily rather like you could still try to do it, but you know, their feelings may be hurt now versus two years ago. I agree. I agree. I think now everyone's in this new frontier of like, mm-hmm. well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, right. So, so there's less of an excuse if you are to like disinvite someone or not disinvite, but if you were to not have certain individuals included, um, the COVID excuse you can't use as much anymore, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, round three, would you prefer to have a bachelorette trip that starts on Thursday and ends on Sunday, or would you prefer to have one that starts on Friday and ends on Monday? Hmm. Slight difference. Friday and Monday. Okay. Because I have Sunday scaries and that could be like, we can get rid of that. Yes. (laughs) And I think you'd be super like, you know, it'd be great to kind of have this feeling like you're super, I don't know, super on your way and, and ready to, ready to continue. You know, like if you yeah. start, if you start the Friday and you're like, whoa, it's Friday. And then, you know, you party on Saturday and Sunday at brunch and Monday's like recuperate, come back versus Thursday. You probably, I feel like if it's Thursday, you're going to be burnt out by like Saturday morning. Right. 
I feel exactly. like you're just so excited that you're off. So, and then you could like go too hard on Saturday and then like trying to return back to wherever, whether it's like by plane or car or what have you Sunday, maybe like a crapshoot. And then you got to turn around and go to work the next day. So it's like, <laughs> and that's, and I feel like the idea of you start your week on a Tuesday is better. I think I agree. Yeah. Cause then, yeah, it just feels like a shorter week. I agree. I am always here for either being off on a Monday or a Friday. I feel like that is just kind of the chef's kiss of PTO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> All right. So final round, would you prefer to treat your girls to a very nice dinner the last night of the bachelorette trip? Or would you prefer to treat your girls to a very nice day party, like themed brunch the first day of the batch. So the first actual day, assuming everyone gets in like the night before and then, you know, before everything starts. Day party brunch for sure. Mm. I'm the biggest brunch person ever. And I, and I'm also like a morning <laughs> person. I, I, I'm not good at staying up really late. So that's, <laughs> that's the one thing. I also think though, if it's like the first day, everyone's still excited. You still have that energy where it's like, yeah, we're here. Like no one's starting to be sleepy or, you know, there's always drama on girls trips. The drama probably hasn't begun by then. So so it's like a happy, exciting time and you can feel that energy. And then I just love brunch. And so so I think that's like the best. You can't go wrong with brunch. You can't, especially if it's a boozy brunch. Those are my favorites. And the funny thing is, so I actually typed out boozy brunch, but then I was like, no, let's just make it a day party brunch (laughs) for like, you know, if you want it to be boozy, it's kind of implied. But if not, if you just want to like listen to music and have a good time while you, you know, have your mimosa or what have you like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same page though. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like, it's not like you have to, well, you know, Boozy doesn't necessarily, well, I guess it means alcohol. If you do not drink, that's fine too. But, right. you know, I like the idea that there's unlimited anything. And, and I'm in, I'm in DC, I'm in the DC area. And here they always do like unlimited food too, which is very nice because you don't feel like you have to stop. So, you know, you know, I, I like the idea of like, let's, let's, let's start strong. And then at the end, you know, people are going to start tapering off and being tired anyway. That's exactly. my I really like how you think we are basically on the same page here. Um, <laughs> well, that was fun. I, I always love playing this or that. I feel like it's a great way for us to kind of get to know the guests in a slightly different way than just like the standard questions. Um, but now we are going to dive into more about like your wedding, your wedding party expectations, things like that, because that's something we've been trying to, you know, kind of like reiterate through the podcast, um, more specifically around like being very intentional with who you pick to be in your wedding party and then making sure that you let them know what you want kind of ahead of time. And I think for you, like, I love that we're going to have this conversation because you were a COVID bride, which definitely meant that what you were probably initially envisioning, what actually occurred, you had a little (laughs) bit of everything, but then you also got the opportunity to do it twice, which I, I feel like 
the girls like us that get, you know, got to get married and do it one way. And then also have our party and our reception with like all of our loved ones. I feel like, you know, not a lot of us get to have two weddings. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's what you you know, as there's pluses and minuses to that both. Yes. Uh, but, you know, and now I look back on it, I feel like it, it was such a blessing to be able to have those two experiences. You know, even though it's like within, even though it's not like everyone else in the world before COVID, it was just one big experience that would have been, of course, much nicer, but they were both beautiful unique in separate ways. And I wouldn't have changed. I really wouldn't have changed anything now. Now I look back on it. It was kind of cool that I got to do it that way. I agree a thousand percent. I was a 10, 10, 20, 20 bride. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh my God. That was, that was one of the dates I was looking at too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we, so we definitely got married in our living room. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just the two of us and my childhood mm-hmm. pastor and everyone else watched us on zoom. My mom helped me get ready earlier in the day. Oh my God. And then she left to just watch online like the rest of them, even though I was like, you can stay, you're already here. And she's like, no, no one else is able to be here. So I'm leaving. So yeah. And then last November, we finally were able to have our like reception reception. I mean, we, we still had a ceremony, but it was like a little different because I'm like, we're already married. We don't have to go through all of this. Like, let's stand up here for the photos. <laughs> you know, like yeah. let's do like a, a simulation of a, of a ceremony, which is still very, I mean, it felt more of like a vow renewal. And then, um, you know, we were able to like party because that's what we were looking forward to, you know, like when we also got engaged in 2019. So, oh, yeah. Wait, so we're totally cut from the same cost. We did the exact, very similar situation. Mm -hmm. um, And we definitely recreated the ceremony again when we did the reception, because why not? You know, let's give the people what they want. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I think, I think that was, it's, you know, you have this vision mm-hmm. of since you're, you know, well, I don't think every person has this vision, but myself as a little girl had a vision of how I would be married. And it was very different during, um, during COVID mm-hmm. in 2020. And so I kind of wanted to still have those little experiences that I missed that I was visioning since I was little <laughs> in my reception. And I think that's why. I made sure that we kind of did a recreation of the ceremony. And I also come from a very large family. So that kind of dictated everything because when I was initially, when I first started planning the wedding and that was probably January of 2020, we picked the venue, we picked the date. My grandfather actually helped us pick a date because he Mm. is a master in astrology Ooh. Yeah. And he looked at our charts and found some great dates. And he actually did the same for my parents. Ooh. I yeah. That. And it, it, that's where I mean, it was kind of like a beautiful, you know, it was like wise grandfather gives you <laughs> this <laughs> wonderful date. Um, so that was kind of like really nice to have his energy, you know, kind of involved in that way. So he picked December 11th. He said that was like a good day for us. And we started planning. And as I was planning and I, I had a wedding planner, I was working with her shout out to Maury Campbell. If you're listening, she's fantastic. We'll go into her later. Um, but it was hard because I've always found small, intimate 
romantic weddings, just so beautiful. I love the idea of just it being super intimate and super opulent, just a small group, like, you know, maybe 20 people and, you know, just being able to really enjoy the sacred, the, the sacredness of marriage and just, you know, being able to focus on, on the person that you love and, and this path that you're making and the people in the room being very special. And when I was first planning, I just didn't think that would be an option because my family's huge. It's my, I have a, I'm the only child, but my, my, I have on one side of the family, 13 first cousins. I have a lot of aunt and uncles. I have, um, just, yeah. I, I got you. same, so, same so on my much. side. Yeah. I get you. And that's, and I was, a, and I'm the first, um, grandchild. I'm the oldest grandchild. Same. Okay. Okay. So so they're looking at this as like, this is the wedding to stop. And so I was like, there's no way I'm going to have something small. And then COVID hit. And, you know, I, I ended up, I ended up getting that. And I I was like, wow, this, this is, this is like ethereal that this is happening right now. As as like tough as it was to plan all around that and not have everybody there. We had eight people all together. It was, it was a moment. For sure. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause I feel the same way. Like when we first started planning, I always thought to myself, like, I want it to be an intimate group of people, like just those that have like really poured into us, those that like were super excited about. Not to say that like we don't look, you know, like don't want everybody there, but like I think there's just something so special about like small weddings. And I was thinking it's probably not going to happen. And then <laughs> <laughs> this funny little thing called COVID. Oh, yeah. Up and yep. changed everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I get that a thousand percent. So the date you picked was like the date your grandfather helped with was the date that you actually got married on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's interesting too, because I mentioned that I wanted and pick a day. He picked a couple. It's a lot more in October. And then he was like, I think my the, the one that has the best energy is December 11th. So we, we went along with that. We booked the venue for that. Um, and you know, January, February, you're excited. I got my dress in February, super excited. March, there's this thing called COVID. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> wonder what's going on with that. April, oh, we're shutting down. Okay. May, it's really bad. All right. And then it's like June, July, it's getting better. People are taking risks, but no. And then fall came, it went bad again. And I kept yeah. fluctuating with like a group, no group, anything. But I think at the end of the day, I did not want to postpone getting married. Yeah. I didn't. And even more importantly, Evan didn't. Like we were both really in, on solid agreement with that, where we were like, you know what? We chose the state our goal is to be married. We were excited for this. We want this now. And at the end of the day, we kind of made this pact where we're like, no matter what, we're getting married on the day, whether it's like a wedding that we expected or we're in the field and there's a pastor and it's game of Thrones, (laughs) like, you know, and (laughs) and that's it or zoom or whatever that is. We're going to do it. And that gave me such peace through it all, because at the end of the day, I knew no matter what we're getting married on that day. I, so we still chose it. And what was tough was going with like, you know, thinking we're going to have hundred to 50 to like, what's safe. And uh, we really didn't want to put anyone in danger, like at all. So I think we initially sent the postponement in September and only had about 30 people on the list. And then 
about a month out, we just decided immediate family, which means my mom and my dad, and then Evan's parents and his, and his sister and his sister's fiance. And that weirdly as tough as that was, it was almost like it made it easier because of the fact that, you know, yeah. if you invite one aunt, you have to invite right. the other aunt and the other. Exactly. Aunt. And you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So as much as I I'm so tied to my family and love my extended family so much. And they're very important. It almost gave us peace because it was like, all right, they know people who are in the room need to be in the room and that's okay. And they know they're going to do something later and, you know, and, and they support and love that. And that was the most important thing. I love that so much. And yeah, I mean, especially then, like everyone understands they, they get it. And especially like, I'm assuming being up north, like, I mean, we're in Georgia. So, oh. you know, there's no thing called COVID down here, but up there, <laughs> it's very serious. So I can imagine how, even though like, it may have been like, dang, you know, I wish I could have been there. Everyone understood. So in that process though, well, one, let's, let's take a, a step back a little bit. Yes. there's so so much with it let's go right right. so okay so with your wedding party like who did you include did you know when you were going to do it like did you do it in the middle of COVID did you do it like earlier on like what was that process like for you so initially when I thought about my bridal party I initially thought of about six women and I really thought hard because I wanted people who a supported Evan and I from the beginning, from the jump, and B people who are extremely close to, and then C, I was looking for a bridal party. A, they're all magnificent, but were people who wouldn't stress easy, you know, um, yeah. could be helpful, could be someone that would give unbiased thoughts and advice, and then also wouldn't get to the point where they make it about themselves. If that makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and it's, and that's not even from personal experience. It's not even from anything like that. I think I've watched a lot of movies where I've seen situations <laughs> where too many cooks in the kitchen can get a little insane. Or if you invite someone who might not be, you know, I don't know, I guess the best to help you with stressful situations, um, that can make things more difficult. So my selection process was not only people who I like love dearly and are very close to me, but also people who I'm like, all right, you got me. These are, these are like, if I was a CEO, these were be my partners. Like that's what, that was my thought. Like who would I, who would run a business for me? Cause I'm running a business right now. It's a wedding. <laughs> this, this <laughs> needs to be thought of. So initially I thought of six women, but as COVID began, I only extended the invite to four because I was nervous that certain people would not be able to be there. So I kept it pretty tight. I kept it to my sister-in-law, of course. Fantastic. <laughs> my best friend, <laughs> Ashley, who was my maid of honor. My cousin, who is pretty much like my sister. She's like my second cousin. Um, doesn't even matter. Our second cousin, cousin, she's, she is, she is my sister. And then my other uh, very, very close best friend from college, Amy. And so I kept it to that group because I just thought it'd be easier with planning logistics. And they were the type that if it had to be shortened to like 20 people, I knew for sure that they would be there. I had them in the party. I let them know pretty early on, kind of around the beginning of COVID. That's why I was kind of like very particular. And then they also helped with planning certain things. Uh, They did my bachelorette for sure, but that was later. I'll get to that later. 
Um, and then they were also involved in the shower and they helped run the shower and they did fantastically. And then as we got closer and closer to the wedding, the, in December, uh, you know, I was really nervous so, uh, because of just safety. So I just really, so Kira was the only one that was there. Uh, she's Evan's sister. And that worked out great because it was Evan's sister behind me and, and her fiance behind Evan. So we just had Aww. one. Yeah. So it was like, it was kind of perfect. And then once we started the process again, on reception again, I made a point of including the other two individuals who I was like, devastated to have not been able to include in the beginning, but made a point to tell them that. And that was my cousin on my father's side, Tamia, who was just incredible. And she's also, she's also a lot younger than me. So I was kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if you want to be in this spot. We're thirties, but whatever. Uh, but she's, she's amazing. And then um, another best friend of mine from that I've known since high school, we were in debutante together, Tiffany. So they were all fantastic. I think the hard part for me too, is my family is so large. And I actually have a lot of other cousins on my mom's first side that I love as well. But it became this thing where if I invite, I guess, one specifically on that side, I invite like all the rest. And then that's like a bridal party of 15. And we don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't. And they all understood, you know, so I think it worked out okay. Oh, that's good. I love how you were intentional though, about like who you want it to be there with you and not from a, you know, cause I think sometimes so many of us can get caught up and I, I will include myself in this. I accidentally ended up with about total 10, but okay. things worked out. I ended up with five. Okay. <laughs> I lost five. Um, wow. But for the most part, it was like things out of everyone's control. So I mean, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, there's something to knowing like who is going to be able to like deal with everything, be there, like be responsible. You don't have to like, you know, run behind them, making sure things are getting done. Like who is someone that you can fully trust with this and then like just let it go because I think you know sometimes we're just like oh well that's my friend so I want to include her and it's like yes she can be your friend and she can just be a guest that sits there you know like you don't have to have every single friend standing up there by you I'm so glad you say that because I think what a lot of brides forget when they're planning however many friends they have or how many people they love and they're close to you know, uh, wedding planning can get stressful. And at the end of the day, it's an amazing moment in your life. You're celebrating an amazing moment, but it's also kind of a business. It really is. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about who you want on your team. There were some people who I am very close to best friends or whatever, even not even best friends, just like people who I absolutely love, who I Mm -hmm. think are fantastic, who I would have loved to include, but you know, they might be you know, on the other side of the world, they might, they might be, oh, actually side, let me just get back on that. Actually. I did have one other bridesmaid who is a, one of my closest friends in the world who I also included. She does live in Vietnam. I extended the invite. She could not make it. So that was, so, so I, I go back. It was actually seven. So, but that was okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Elena. Love you. Uh, but um, <laughs> on her note, that didn't, that, you know, that didn't really matter. But like for someone who, for example, you know, there's people who are, who stress easy. So you have to just really think about that. So kind of skipping around a little bit, you knew who you wanted did you do a bridesmaid proposal of any sort? So I, I, that's the one thing I kind of regret. I kind of wish mm-hmm. I like did the whole proposal, send the box thing. Yeah. Um, I should have done that. Cause I'm really, I now look back, I think gift giving is my 
my love language. I love <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so I did it. But what I did do is I called them individually. Um, okay. I called them all individually because they live far away, except for one of them. Um, she lived in New York. So we just, we met for brunch. And I think I mentioned that I was thinking of her because we got engaged around the same time. And then I like formally kind of asked her and she was like really excited and stuff like that. I also asked her with the idea that she, she's a fantastic, amazing girl. She's, she's off the chain, but anyway, I was like, you got a wedding too. So like, you know, like if you think this is too much for you, like I completely understand. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm thinking of you. And she's like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be there. So that was like, which was great. She had a great wedding, by the way. That was a good wedding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good though i mean and honestly i think the bridesmaid proposals are sweet but i don't think we should like really beat ourselves up over like these really elaborate proposals i i see sometimes people do not saying like you did but like i i see sometimes I where people are like <laughs> oh shoot i wish i would have done that and it's like you you don't have to do something just because someone else did it like that it's okay like or yeah. you know like if all you, if you get like a, you know, like a one or two things and put it in a box or mail it and that's the gift, like sometimes I think people think you have to do this entire thing and then invite them all to brunch and have this like, you know, oh, this huge reveal. And it's like, you who are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably for Instagram sometimes, which is a oh, whole. Ye- Hello. I know. Right. I feel like that's a whole, like, it's, that overshadows a lot of, I don't know, planning now sometimes, not necessarily. I mean, you know what? I'm just gonna be honest. Of course, for me mm-hmm. in some instances, but I, I feel like I've seen some brides even more affected by that. Oh uh, yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of tough unless you're really into it. If you're into it, Hey, enjoy your passion. But you know, that's, that's a lot. I feel like it's a, you know, it's like a show off thing kind of. Oh it, it definitely is. And it's like, you don't, your wedding isn't a thing that you're competing against. Like you don't have to do these things for the gratification you may get online, like do it because it makes sense to you and your partner or like the people that are there in the room. But yeah, Yeah. that could be a whole separate conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That could be, is that part two? That's part two. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so, okay. When you like, I'm trying to kind of get us to picturing, okay, you have your bridesmaids, where in the process of the stuff that you were planning with your bridesmaids and the things that you kind of handed off to them, like where in the process of that, did you and like your husband make the decision to, okay, we're going to have a smaller scale wedding like had mm-hmm. you already had your bridal shower or was that something that was kind of like in the balance and then they were like oh well we'll do the bridal shower next year you know even though like you're married but you know we're doing a lot of wife things <laughs> anyway, but yeah like where where did like the timing of all of this kind of take place sure so um great question because we were trying to be once again, as careful as possible with COVID and everything. And um, but it was hard because, you know, cases kind of went down in the summer for first round of 2020, but then they started or starting to tick up come fall. And my mom already planned and 
had the bridal shower, shower for September 16th. It was 16th. I think it was, oh no, it was the 19th. Um, but anyway, uh, so she had that already scheduled and we were getting closer and closer to it. We're still debating also, we're still going to get and have get married and have the larger wedding, um, for December in 2020, but we ended up doing the bridal shower. We kept it to, I think about 30 people and we kept it and it was all outside Hmm. and it was mid September outside. We spaced it out and we kept every group in pods almost. Oh, nice. So like my high school friends were all in one group. My mother's, my mother's friends were all in one group. My aunts were all in one group family. And we, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of like an over planner. It's almost like I get joy in planning stuff. So <laughs> I gave my brides, uh, my bridesmaids like little duties. And one of them was, was taking temperatures at the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that went on. <laughs> I think maybe it started <laughs> and it kind of tapered off, which is fine, but you know, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up having it. And, you know, I think at first we were like, oh gosh, it's September, cases are starting to get up. Oh no, like what gave us kind of resolve, I guess my mom and I, was that we've done, we did everything we could to make sure we were as safe as possible. We were outside, had pods, you know, very small group of individuals and people came and they really loved it. And I think they loved it because they were outside because it was good, but I think it was a sense, a little sense of normalcy. Yeah, um, People people came who I hadn't seen since before I was engaged. So it was a nice little second where they were able to celebrate and, you know, I'm really girly. So I kind of gave nods to um, my mom and my cousin, Atia, who both kind of worked on the bridal shower together. I said, Hey, I want to be as girly and, and cute as possible with like a flower bar and stuff like that. And then Aww. like, <laughs> and then my cousin Atia was like, Ooh, can we have hats? And then we're like, yeah. So we, Everyone, the whole idea is like a garden party. People brought their hats and Love everybody that. was curly and beautiful. And we had like lavender and the champagne, you know, I, we were going in with the girl. This is so cute. Like I am visualizing all of this. I love this. I will send you all the pictures. Yes, <laughs> please do. It was super cute. And my dad, my dad wasn't supposed to be there, but like he had a camera and he ended up staying with, with my, my little uh, cousin Tristan and my dad was actually, he, he was like, all right. He's like, I, I'm going to stay on the sidelines, but that was cool. And then um, Evan came halfway through. I never, I didn't know if that was like a thing, but he came halfway through like with flowers and was like so romantic and cute. And everybody was like, Ooh, and I was like, yeah, that's my fiance. <laughs> <I'm> like, Here <laughs> he come. <laughs> a little dramatic, uh, but it was like, you know, it was, it was super fun because it was, I think it was a nice little taste of what could be like, I guess what the world could be if, if we just get past COVID. And I think everyone saw it as that. And um, thank goodness, like everyone was safe there. And we waited two weeks later and everybody was great. Nothing, you know, everything, everybody was healthy and happy, which was like, that's what we were crossing our fingers about. Right. Um, Yeah. So yeah, we ended up having before and it was good because it put me in the mood before I got married in December. I felt like I was a real, you know, I was doing all the things kind of a little bit. No, I didn't have a bachelorette party before, but I have a bridal shower. (laughs) And I'm glad you were able to do so because I think honestly, like there's so much that about like the COVID bride that isn't quite realized because there are some people that like, they did everything. They did not care. You know, like we had the big wedding, we had the shower, we had the bachelorette. Like we did all of that, whatever, 
you know, mm-hmm. if we got it, we got it. But then there are some that are like, you know what? I want to be a little bit more cautious. I want to do things in this way to kind of protect not only myself, but like the people around me. So I love that you were able to actually have like a really cute bridal shower that felt like a bridal shower and not like a, yeah. a Zoom drive by or like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> one of these other things that look, I mean, I get it. Like a lot of people had to have but I'm glad you weren't robbed of that experience at all oh my goodness thank you no it, it was um it was really it was great it was a gem it was one of the favorite I mean there's so many parts of you know getting married and that whole process of being a bride that are just so much fun and mm-hmm. I was really excited for my bridal shower because I, I secretly love going to bridal showers they're like my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> You just, it's just the most, I mean, depending on the bride, I mean, they could, it could be whatever you want, but I guess traditionally they're like the most, they're like a cute, they're like a fancy tea party. And I like playing tea party, <laughs> like adults playing tea party. And I love that. So I was like, I told my mom and my cousin that I was like, guys, I want, I want to be like as girly as ever. And then I also, um, I, oh, this is something I did that was kind of cool. I, you know, my bridesmaids, I had four of them there and they, um, they all dressed, I was wearing white and they all wore, two wore pink and two were nude. So it kind of like, it was kind of cute because they were kind of in uniform, um, mm. which is great because they actually did wear, end up wearing like a pinkish color for their bridesmaids dresses. And um, and beforehand, because of the fact that it was COVID and they hadn't all met each other, I had us do one big Zoom one day with all of them, including my friend Elena, who was in Vietnam at the time. She she was still a bridesmaid. She was just far away. In my head, she was still a bridesmaid. And it was great because they got to kind of like break the ice, get to know each other. And, you know, because I think it's fun when the bridal party connects. That, that's kind of cool because that doesn't have to be a thing, you know, and I think... Mm-hmm. Jeff, most of the time, you know, you're bringing people from all parts of your life. So they're not going to know each other. But if you get a time for them to connect before, then, you know, the bridal shower is fun for them because they they, be, they become friends or the bachelorette's fun or, you know, they, they have this kind of camaraderie together and you kind of want that. Um, it was cool that they were able to connect. And I kind of, I pat myself on the back for doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> any advice? <laughs> no, I love that too. Yeah, it's very important, I believe, for the wedding party to at least have some sort of face-to-face moment whether i mean like if it's in person or virtual what have you but like these are people that you're expecting to essentially work on a group project together and they don't necessarily know each other so by all means like have some time to like put them in the same space or at least introduce them to each other where it's like okay now do whatever, but you know, like, so that they're not, you know, stumbling across and trying to figure out like, uh, I don't really know this girl, but, uh, I guess I need to lock her number in my phone. <laughs> you know, like. yeah. And you know, absolutely. Because I think too, you know, you get to the point where you're, you're kind of communicating on email sometimes too. And, you know, sometimes emails can be read the wrong way. So you want to make sure everybody like, you know, gets, knows the personalities a little bit. I was recently in a bridal party, uh, for my friend Tiffany and she did a really great job organically of just like making sure her group was really well connected. She had, I think she had seven of us and it was great. She just, she has great friends, A, but B, I feel like she just, you know, it felt like everyone was like sisters by the end of us, even though I didn't really know oh. everyone that well. And, and that was so cool. That's really important. I think. 
I love that. I felt the same way with Tania's bridesmaid. So Tania got married at the beginning of the month and there were, I think, eight of us total, but like we had known each, well, we had like seen each other for the most part at different events, like birthday parties or like different gatherings or what have you throughout the years. But I don't know if all of us had been in like one place at the same time, but it makes things so much easier too. And like, everyone just gets along. No one's trying to like, you know, turn this into like a power play or something, (laughs) you know, it's just like, we're all doing this for our friend. Let's do this the best way we all can. And, you know, like, it's just a fun time overall. Like, sometimes I think to myself, like, uh, I see something. Let me, well, I guess I don't have to text them anymore. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, that part's over. But, you know, (laughs) like, I guess we could keep the chat going if we want. But it's like, oh, that's over now. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like. I feel like that's what happens when your wedding's done. You're like, oh, but wait. Or when their wedding's done, wait, can we can we still hang out? Like <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> I told uh her other like maid of honor. Well, it was three of us that were her MOHs. Um one does not live close by, but the other one does. And I was like, we need to do brunch. We need to get drinks. Like, this is over, <laughs> but we need to celebrate because we got over the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh Um, that's right exactly exactly okay so going back to you i i apologize i'm trying not to really like make this like insert too much myself in here this is really about you you're a covid bride too i think this is a joint conversation you can i love that (laughs) okay okay There's not many of us, so we must, we must bond together. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Um, Okay. So like with your bridesmaids, how did you like communicate to them throughout the process? Like, were y'all overly, like, did y'all have a text thread? Were you like dropping updates all the time? Or was it like on a need to know basis? Like, how was that? So I did this thing where I would send these emails every once in a while, hmm. um, every like couple or months just to keep people in the loop. So I think the first email was like, Hey, here's who, who, here's who's who. And I asked everyone to send them like a little blurb about themselves, like nothing formal, just like, Hey, like yeah. I'm from New York and I like to cook and, <laughs> and you know, I, Hey, I, I like to dance. I like the Netflix, like whatever. Um, to introduce each other and then had the zoom, which was great. And then I kind of kept them. I would email them from time to time because I wanted them to be up to date about like the bridesmaids dresses and stuff like that, as well as like their duties. Okay. Now I'm sounding really like a bridezilla now. Hold on. But, but they said, <laughs> to be fair, they said they really loved it because they're, it was like, Oh, check the email. All right. Good. Easy. Like it made it easy. Cause there's so much going on, but I kind of made this, I think I first sent an email introducing them. The second one was like, Hey, um, to make things easier, like Ashley, the maid of honor is going to do like the bachelorette. Atia is going to work with the bridal shower. Kira, my, my sister-in-law is going to do the rehearsal dinner and Amy and Elena, you guys are going to work on the bridesmaids dresses or whatever. And it kind of helped because people were texting me. It wasn't like, what's going on? It was like, Hey, here's some dresses. Or like, what are you thinking for this? Or, and it was cool because everyone kind of stayed in their lane, which is great. And they didn't have to, it just was a way of keeping it easy. And then it really worked because 
for the bridesmaid dresses, I, I really wanted everyone to like really love their dress and feel sexy yet cute. And so when I was thinking of bridesmaid dresses, I was like, Hey, give me some ideas. I have no idea where to go. And they gave me a bunch of different places. But I think what was happening is that some people like certain styles, some people like others, you know, and everyone's got different body types too. So there's different things they want to show, <laughs> which is great. So I think where this really helped with communication is I found this company, Desi Group, that I worked with for their for their dresses, found a showroom, like made and you made a showroom and just found a bunch of different styles that I thought they might like. And like, I chose like 10 different styles. And then I think what really helped there is in the email, I was like, Hey guys, like here's some styles. First of all, let me know what you think. And then my goal is that either you guys all individually choose one different style. So you guys can like show off different vibes and like, you can all have different style in the same color, or you guys all wear the same dress or like half of you wear one and half of you wear the other. And they all voted on one dress. So like they literally made everything easy for me. I was like, oh, okay. Y'all really like this dress. Okay, here you go. Order it (laughs) by this time. And that worked, I think. So yeah, yeah, I had that. I think there was a text message chain, but it wasn't, that was really casual. I emailed them like once in the beginning of the year. I don't know, like it was probably every couple of months and then closer to the wedding, it was like maybe maybe weekly, but it wasn't like- I'm sending this big email. It was just to keep them, keep them up to date. And I think it made things easier and just to the point and simple for them, which is great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully. I think the email like, oh. was probably super helpful because like, we're all super busy. Right. So like, you know, being able to know that there's one reliable place where like, if something's coming through, go look, check. Okay, cool. You're up to date. Um, and also with like having like a very small wedding party also makes it easier because there's less people, you know, that have to read and you have to follow up with. So I like this. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. And I also, I also secretly, I'm such a type A. I love planning. I love writing emails, all of yes. the above. So it just brought me so much joy. And I would like sit there and write it. And everyone's like, are you writing those emails again? I'm like, yes, so much fun. He's like, wow. Meanwhile, didn't get his tux till a month before the wedding. You see, like that's a married type B to the max. <laughs> and, and you know what? That that's that's how we balance each other out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> all right. So take us to your bachelorette. Like yeah. when was your batch? How many months were you married at that point? Like oh my goodness. Give me all of that. <laughs> So uh, my bridesmaid called it a wiferette because I'm like, I'm wiped up now. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, which is great. And my wiferette was in August, um, okay. which is great. Was it August or July? It was summer. Wow. I'm like forgetting, but I think it was around my birthday. Anyway, which is August. So, and uh, it was great. My maid of honor planned it along with uh, all the rest of them, but mainly the maid of honor and Amy. And then my cousin Atia helped. And um, initially I wanted to invite, have a bachelorette where I invited all my close girlfriends that were like around my age. But with COVID, I was still a little nervous with that because it just, it's just with COVID, I was a little nervous because it, it, it would just require more traveling and 
more, you know, just a little bit more logistics, and especially if they're staying over and stuff, it would have been a bit tougher. So I just kept it to the bridal party. And um, I initially, I'm probably like the only person who thinks like this, but I, I personally don't like really traveling in large groups, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I just think it's, <laughs> especially, I think if I'm a guest traveling, I don't mind it. But if I'm in, if I'm like the focus or not really in charge, but the person they're celebrating, I'm kind of worried about everyone. Like, is everybody yeah. comfortable? And, and it can be a lot. It can be stressful and stuff. So I kind of prefaced, I didn't want to go too far. I didn't want to go to a place that would break anyone's bank. Um, so I mentioned some places I was like, Miami, maybe, uh, but I was also like, I'm down for like a tricked out cabin, but like, I do want to do stuff. But the interesting thing is I had just moved to DC and there's a lot of stuff going on. I was a little stressed with wedding planning. And so they just said, they said, okay, I think they were looking at Puerto Rico and, and Miami. And then it came to the idea where my maid of honor was like, okay, what do you think if we came to you in DC? Like, I know that's not Puerto Rico, Miami. You can still choose that for sure. I'm just floating the idea. And I was like, yes, <laughs> because I didn't, I just didn't want, I was stressed. I didn't want to travel that much. That's really what was going on in my head. Not necessarily because yeah. of COVID, but I was just like, I don't want to have to deal with all that. Right. So yeah. So they, they came to DC, they rented out this beautiful hotel and they had, it was the most eventful. They had things, they had, activities, events, brunches, dinners, all that planned from the second I entered that tricked out hotel room to the second I left. <laughs> like oh, I it, love was, that. it was insane. Um, and it was great. It was intimate group. I think it was just four of us all together, which was also kind of nice because we got to kind of do whatever we wanted and it was and fun. Yeah. And it was great. We did, let me see. We went to a brunch. We went out one night. We did a pole dancing class. You got to do that. We did a pole dancing yeah. class. <laughs> got to do that. But I'm also, I'm also a, a ballerina originally. So anything, any kind of dancing I love to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it was a workout, so that's great. And then um, we did a pool party. Oh my goodness. We just, oh, and we went to a drag brunch. And that was awesome. Ooh. That was awesome. I, I'd never been to one. I forgot the name of it. I'll have to send it to you later, but it was a Sunday and it was fantastic. And I'm sure, I think there was something else we did too, but like, whew, not remembering too much, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was really great. And, and they were so sweet and they just thought of every single detail. And I just, I had to just relax. That was the biggest thing. I'm, I'm such a type A. I was like, what are we doing next? And they're, they're like, Ariel, don't, we got this girl. Sit, have, have a drink. <laughs> like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So that was fun. Yeah. And it was, it was just a great, it was a great time and it was intimate and it was also not too long. It was like from a Friday to a Sunday, short, sweet to the point. And I love that. And I'm already married. So it was more just like a celebration thing. I was like, you know, it's not like I'm like last hurrah or whatever. And you know, I'm, right. I'm also my 30s. So I feel like I'm not like the twenties bride, if that makes sense. So <laughs> I was yeah. looking for more sophisticated things. Um, and, that, and it was great. It was perfect. I love that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, you just needed some time to kind of like wind down and have a good time that was stress-free with your girls. And so you were able to do that. I love this so much. Thank you. And I and I think, though, I think if my, which, which is interesting, is like for me, I'm like short, sweet, 
intimate. Let's, let's keep it nearby. Nothing crazy. If one of my friends has a bachelorette in Mexico, I will be signing up. <laughs> Number one, I will be your hype person because I think I, it's weird. I guess I'm, I'm an outgoing Leo. And I like to be, you know, I'm, I'm someone who likes to talk and do all the above. But I think when the attention, the spotlight's on me for like something that's not work, I'm like, oh guys, don't. But if it's on someone else, I'm like, yes. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think that's why it was, it was, really perfect uh the way that they planned it out awesome oh i'm so glad you're able to have a great time so let's see that's august so then september your wedding reception rolls around take us there tell us what you did tell us what you pulled from the original or the original but your actual (laughs) wedding day um was there anything you changed give us all those good details okay the actual wedding because it was so scaled down, we had a local florist, like very small, intimate flowers. We got married in the same place. We got married at the Madison Hotel. And there's this beautiful conservatory that is both inside. It's inside. It's all glass. And it has hanging uh, greenery and vegetation that changes every season. Ooh. Yeah. And we, I knew and the backstory with that particular location is that it was uh, near my hometown, like maybe 10 minutes from my the house I grew up in. And I used to drive by it as a little girl and think, oh, wow, that's so beautiful. And it's at the Madison oh. Hotel and it looks so fancy. And I was like, oh, that's a fancy wedding place. But I never really thought anything of it. But as I was looking at venues, Evan and I both agreed that we wanted to be someplace nearby. We didn't want to go too far because we wanted the planning to be easy. We, we wanted everyone who was invited to the wedding, who's mostly locals to the area to get there easily. And we flirted with the idea of Martha's Vineyard. We did, because that's where we met. We go there every summer, magical place, but we didn't want to disturb the magic by bringing everybody up there. And I, like I that. you know, and I don't think that's a right or wrong thing. I think I, I know some people who have met there and who do it there or who do have the wedding there, and it's stunning. I think, yeah, we were like, you know what, let's, let's, let's preserve that. Let's keep that as like a magical mystery and then we'll, and we'll do something more nearby. And within our thought process for venues, originally we were thinking of something outdoors, but we did choose a winter wedding. Cause I love the idea initially of um, having like everyone in gowns and like, kind of like Christmas theme, like partridge in a pear tree. Can you find, I don't know, something, something very like a formal Christmas dinner wedding extravaganza. That's what I wanted. Yeah. So, but you can't do that outside. And then Mm -hmm. the idea of an outdoor wedding is so stunning. I've been to so many, but the idea that you could get rained out and you don't have any other place to go is a little bit much to deal with for me personally. So the Madison Hotel was a perfect venue and it was also a venue that it was a hotel and everything was there. They had an in-house bakery. The food was there. So it's a one-shop stop. So for people who are coming out of town or people who are just coming for the wedding, you come there and you're, that's where you're going to be. And it's easy. You're going to go there, you dance, you party and you leave. No need to like follow or travel or get into the whole caravan of buses or whatever you're going to do. So with the initial date, we got married in the conservatory still with just the eight of us. We had a local DJ um, kind of like, you know, play a little set for us when I walked down the aisle and um, we had kind of like old school songs. I think the whole party, aka the seven people before me, like my parents, 
Evan's parents and then my sister-in-law and future brother-in-law, they walked to um, The Making of You by Curtis Mayfield. Mm. And then I still walked to it because I was like, ah, it's fine. Like, it's so tiny. It's it's whatever. And I wanted something that was like beautiful and mystical and whimsical. And yeah, we had a local florist do these like, you know, kind of like pincetta type things, which is pretty and holiday-esque. And then we had a local um, pastor from the church I used to go to as a kid come and he officiated it. And he was absolutely fantastic. Pastor Ryan, shout out to you. <laughs> we had to meet him actually over Zoom and uh, beforehand. And because of he was a pastor, we had to do kind of like marriage meetings beforehand, which was great because mm-hmm. he got to know us and it was awesome. So we did that. And then, you know, we, we did have, we had a Zoom situation that failed miserably. <laughs> oh no. It was really bad. I actually, that's the one thing I wish I didn't do. I was kind of getting a lot of pressure to have the Zoom. Mm-hmm. People were like, we want to see, we want to see. And I was like, okay. And then I was worried about it and I just didn't think about it. And then people who were watching were like, ooh, it, it kind of froze. Oh. And I was like, oh man, I'm in media. I can't, I can't have this. <laughs> but then I was like, whatever. I was in the moment. It's fine. We had a videographer there who also captured it and she did absolutely fantastic. We had a photographer. Um, he was incredible as well. And then after we did the ceremony, we walked outside and took pictures. And then we just walked into this really intimate private dining space that the, that the hotel had right next to the restaurant. And it was decorated with this beautiful, like uh, petite kind of floral display. And I did this thing for the intimate ceremony where I got these gold names of each person created and I had them put at each place setting. So when they came, it was very intimate and very personalized. Like this is my seat. My name is here. And it became like a little keepsake and it was great. We had this fancy dinner we wore and I wore my... I wore my original dress. Evan wore his tux. Uh, I, you know, Kira went, wore her bridesmaid dress. Uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law looked stunning. She wore her beautiful dress as well as my mom. And everyone looked wonderful. And father-in-law too. Dad. And then my father-in-law and dad gave speeches. Evan gave a speech. And then we just like, we had the DJ still here because he's local. He was amazing. And he just kind of like, we turned on the lights down low and we just bumped some music and we just had a little dance party in that room I love it yeah and then that was it and it was it was a it was a fancy intimate dinner that I always wanted and the thing with Madison Hotel they have this little train car to the side uh which is very like retro it almost looks like the 20s and I we took a lot of beautiful pictures in there that were kind of like fashion you know Vogue very Vogue friendly like a vibe (laughs) and so that was December and I would not the only detail I would change is I don't know why I did that Zoom. You know what? I should have sent them a video later. <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> like it just, I'm watching the Zoom. It's kind of funny. Like it's, it, it freezes and then you just see the kiss and then we walk off. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and I see like comments, like it's not working. I was like, oh man, but it's okay. It's fine. See, we always criticize ourselves. We have to, we have to take a step back. And then for the wedding itself, change the florist to a florist that was more experienced with larger weddings. She was absolutely incredible. Like I've never, I got so many like uh, compliments on my flowers and I was blown away from my flowers. I think because that was something that I visualized from the beginning. And that was something that I was very focused on was kind of setting a vibe, setting a mood and 
I absolutely love flowers. So I wanted someone that paid attention to detail, someone that was able to kind of create this opulent space. And I was, I wanted kind of, um, it was fall. So I was going for like kind of a wild orange feel, but with a little bit of pastels, a little bit of greenery, and then um, pompous grass as well. And when I explained that to her, we had a meeting over Zoom and she was great. And then she sketched like a picture of how it would look. And I was, I was like floored away. And then she came in and she, she, you know, she had the, the bouquet, all the flower pieces and, she, and what's great. Her name is um, Angela Sario. She's with Floriography Designs in New Jersey. Big plug for her. She was fantastic. She was very like chill and like, like very, very quiet. Like I'm like the the way that these flowers look, she should walk in and be like, I am the florist. Hello. (laughs) No, she was like, here you go. Anything you need. Okay. I'll just be putting the flowers together. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and, um, it was very dramatic. So we, we changed the florist. We had the same pastor and same videographer, same photographer. We went with a different DJ because it was a larger party. So we wanted uplighting and, uh, just a little bit, you know, kind of bigger presence and for walking down the aisle for the, you know, the repeat ceremony that you and I both know very well, we got a string quartet. Ooh, uh, I love that. Yes. And, um, the string quartet, they're from Brooklyn. They're mm-hmm. all, they're all POC. I, I'm going to just safe to say they're all black. So yeah. supporting, you know, just, just support, yeah. love and support. And they were amazing because they had this long list. They're called Sterling strings of, of different songs that we could do. And I think I had the bridal party walk to best part. And then I, still walked to Curtis Mayfield, the makings of you. I like that. And that was nice. And then one little touch I did that was a little different before in December, when I got married, Bridgerton hadn't been out. So <laughs> uh, Bridgerton came come out and I was obsessed. So I didn't want to be like too basic and have it all be Bridgerton. But I was like, you know, I got to have a little something. And I, and I was thinking, I was like my bridal party, I've already been married this makes sense for them all to have all these flowers, like from the whole flowers that they're going to throw away. So I I got these really like fluffy, intricate fans. I love that. <laughs> and they walk, they walk down the, they walk down the aisle and they fan themselves. And at the rehearsal dinner, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a goof. I was like, all right, y'all, when you walk down, this is your moment. Like it's hot. We're fanning. We are working the fans. And they're like, okay, okay Aria. But they did. They worked the fans. I can't wait to see the video. <laughs> they, they really, they really killed it. So yeah, that's, that's like, I think that's the vibe we did. I'm just thinking of anything else I changed. No, other than that, it was like a bigger, just a bigger group, bigger party, um, you know, speech had a microphone this time. <laughs> our, <laughs> our first dance, which we did the same first dance to, we had fog. Cause why not? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. And our our first dance was "Loving You" by Minnie Riperton. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, which you know, funny. Evan actually chose that one. Okay, don't yeah, it, Evan. That's a good know, one. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny because, like, I I'm a big music nerd, and he's less so. And I was like, we need to find this song. Where are we gonna find? And I don't know. And um, <laughs> we watched this movie. Uh, well, you know, uh, what's it called? The Nutty Professor. And there's this funny part where Eddie Murphy's like, he's wrestling with Dave Chappelle or something. And then he starts singing, loving you uh, to Jada Pinkett Smith. And he's like goofing around, but it's like kind of cute. 
And we watched that earlier in when we started dating and for some reason it stuck. And he used to kind of like sing that to me and like loving He's like, and I was like, okay. And then when he suggested it, I'm like, you mean that joke that we have? He's like, no, no, no. But like, it, I think it's, I think it's a good song and he's really good with lyrics. And then I listened to the lyrics and I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is neat. Okay. We'll do it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love yeah. it. No, it was good. And then, um, oh, another thing that we changed, Evan's part of his bridal party was a lot smaller um, because he initially, I think, only had four or five. And I added an extra person. And then two of his people were out of state, couldn't make it very mm-hmm. far away. We kind of just had um, his brother-in-law, his future brother-in-law, but, you know, and then his cousin, who was his uh, best man. And it actually worked out fine. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, man, if you have two and I have six. Does it look like I'm kind of like all over the place or whatever? But the pictures look cool. We kind of we kind of formed the bridal party pictures to be like group-ish more than like everyone's on one side and everyone's on the other side. I like that. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So I'm so glad you were able to finally have your reception and yeah. you looked amazing. Your photos were beautiful. I even watched the um, video <laughs> from <laughs> your wedding. <laughs> the first one. That was the first one. Oh, yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Oh. That one. I was like, oh, this is, it just looks so romantic. And then like you with like your fur coat, just like, uh, Oh, it's, I, I just loved it. Uh, Shout out to my mom for that because she was like, fur, let's just bring the fur. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. Mama what? knew. Yes. Cause like you're serving face in these photos. Like it is, you're giving everything. Like it's y'all are one already a beautiful couple, but just like, you can no. see just the love in like mm-hmm. all of the photos. I absolutely love it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. And you know, I think, um, that's such a sweet compliment. Thank you. I, I, I also think too, big plug with intimate weddings, you can take your time with those pictures. You can do whatever you want. You can take your time. If you have an artistic vision, there's nobody waiting for you. There's like, okay. There's like six people waiting for you. Okay. They'll wait. Like it's not that big of a deal <laughs> versus for the reception. Uh, we already did all the intimate like all the portraits. So we were just trying to get some group pictures and because everything gets by so fast, we're trying to do it before the ceremony, but then we didn't want people to see people already see my dress, but you know, like just see like all the bridal party outside. So we ended up having to do it a little bit during cocktail hour, which felt rushed, but it still was fine. But you know, like that's a big thing with big weddings. It's like, it feels like a lot of pressure because it's like, you have all these people waiting, all the people in the, country and the kingdom are waiting for you like that's what it feels like it's like okay <laughs> let's go let's let's move along but um you know it comes with everything but the other great thing i'm wondering if you felt like this because of the fact that i was already married right my, my reception it, you know it was a little stressful to plan but it was kind of fun but by the time the day came i was zen i was like there is nothing that can mess with me today because i'm already married i am not nervous and I wasn't even nervous the first time. So I'm like, you know, I mean, if people are stressed, you know, let them be stressed. Like I, I woke up early. I had my champagne, my, my amazing makeup artist, Sin Salgado come in and, and kill it. I had my hair person come in, Bonnie, <laughs> she's amazing. And I, I literally just, you know, kicked it like hard. And, you know, people were like, you're so chill. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm already married. And then at yeah. one point 
Evan came in to like give everybody sandwiches because I he like came in to get the bridal party shower. And then someone was like, Evan, you can't see her. He's like, wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> just like, wait, what? Like we're already married. So <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, um, he didn't see me the day of, he didn't see me until I walked down the aisle the first day the, the our actual wedding. And that was real. That was real deep. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love that so much. And yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think there's like something about when you're already married, like there's not as much pressure to like, I guess, get it perfect in the second round or like do certain things because it's like, we're already married. Like the whole, oh, you can't see each other the night before. Like Ed and I had different rooms the night before, but they were adjoining. So like he went out with his friends and then once he got back in, I could tell like, oh, okay, I think he's back. So I like opened the door and we just like sat and talked for like 30 minutes. Just like, how was your day? You know, like all that, like, how was it? And then he's telling me about the guys and stuff like that. And it was like, all right, see you in the morning. <laughs> Cause like, you know, we have to be up. It's morning. ridiculous <laughs> hour. Yeah. And then yeah. Like, start getting ready and all that. But it was just kind of like, you know, we're already married. Like a lot of yeah. this stuff is just kind of the formality of wanting to have this moment, yeah. but then also still wanting to like celebrate a really fun, like life-changing experience with like those that are the closest to you and that's huge well you know what i i I think that anyone who got married in 2020 gets a forever life pass (laughs) of just doing doing stuff later to kind of honor that so like perfect example my husband and i didn't do honeymoon well same same there's no you know like where am i gonna go in december 2020 there's no this doesn't make any sense. And then I was planning all September and uh, planning to, to the reception and then winter hit and nothing happened. So then we went to Aruba like a month ago, just because mm. we're like, oh, we got to get away. And the first time we ever went away, we went to Aruba and I was like, you know what? We never had, <laughs> we never had a, a honeymoon. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Every time we go away, the two of us, it's our honeymoon. And he was like, that's right. And to be fair, <laughs> we hadn't really had honeymoon before anyway. So we went there and it was our honeymoon. That's what it was. <laughs> it, it I made, love that. <laughs> made it a year and a half late, but that's what happened. But I know someone who didn't have a honeymoon. They didn't do their honeymoon. And then 10 years later, they did it, you know? So I'm, I feel like right. things don't have to happen literal, linearly, <laughs> you yeah, know? Agree. Like I know of some people, I think like in like pre-pandemic, I remember like some coworkers and stuff like that, where they're like, you know, maybe a year and a half or two years later, like there were, whether it was a certain milestone or certain things they were just trying to do like personally, like buy a house, pay down debt, like things like that. Then, you know, and then I also had some friends where I think maybe because like the husband had just started a job. So he only had so much time. So it was like, let's just kind of like plan the honeymoon closer to an actual holiday. So Mm -hmm. I think they did like a mini moon somewhere shortly after and then waited like a month or two and then actually went on like their real honeymoon, I think, which was maybe closer to like Thanksgiving. So I'm like, I get it. I mean, we were just talking about it earlier today. Like, uh, when are we going to like, where are we going to (laughs) go? We need to do something. Cause like Tania's back from hers and I'm like, Yep, a year and a half later, and uh... <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. I guess technically, if we were, I guess that was a mini moon for us because 
mm-hmm. I guess a, a proper, what well, not proper, a typical honeymoon is like a week or two weeks or something. I just started, I just started a, a new position and we just moved. So, I mean, there's no way I was going to just do that. Right. Actually, even now, like, I mean, I'm like, where does everyone get the time to take two weeks off like that? But you know what? Bless them. Seriously. <laughs> no, I feel the same. Cause I'm like, I mean, I recently changed jobs like in November. So like really, or no December, it was December. Like the time that we had our vow renewal was kind of like, I was in between jobs on purpose, not like, <laughs> not because of any other reason, but like my, I left my last job and my other job was about to start. And um, okay. yeah. So once I started here, I was like, well, how much time do I have? And then, you know, like, oh, okay. You accumulate like by month. So I was like, oh, that's great. So give me a little bit of time, then I'll have enough time. And then like in February, they're like unlimited PTO. So I was like, cool. Nice. All right. Oh my goodness. We're going somewhere and we're going somewhere for like a week. Like I'm blocking uh, time off now. I've never worked anywhere like that before. Um, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. But now, I mean, saying all that to say like, so now I have time booked, um, but I have no idea where we're going. <laughs> So that's still like the, what are we going to do? When are we going to do it? The the question that one day will get answered. I don't know. You know what? You deserve it. All of the above. I feel <laughs> like wherever you go, oh my goodness, have the best time, especially a week. Whew. Thank you. And I was just telling him that too earlier. I was like, I mean, like whether we make our real honeymoon, honeymoon take place this year, because some of the places we were looking at, they're already booked up like a year and out. So I'm like, well, because we're like, are we going to do it around our anniversary? Are we going to do it at the end of the year? Like, you know, kind of trying to figure out the timing and stuff like that. And I'm like, why don't we just like go somewhere and like everywhere we go? Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with like Evan, like, I mean, wherever we go, it's going to be essentially like a honeymoon. So plan that we're going somewhere, like whether it's our honeymoon, honeymoon, or like just, a vacation somewhere so yes yeah we deserve it there needs to be someone that like comes through and they're like you know what everyone that like was robbed of some sort of experience because you got <laughs> engaged in this window like here you go like here's something yes. or like i'm raffling off a contest or i'm gonna like hand out so many like honeymoons or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> someone needs to come through and just kind of like look out for us because it is not our fault that we got engaged in 2019. <laughs> like, oh, we had no idea what was about to happen. And then, and then you get engaged in 2019 and 2020 sounds like a cool wedding date to have. Hey. What, what do we, but you know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that scene in Mean Girls where they're like, if you've ever been personally victimized by Regina George, yeah. <laughs> Regina George is COVID. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> a thousand percent. I'm like, this is not fair. Like, why? Why us? Like, there's one moment because even like with him, he didn't he didn't really get like a bachelor bachelor trip, but he did oh. get to go to like Vegas with a few of his friends. So I was, I was glad he was able to kind of get some of the experience. Yeah. yeah. No, Evan. I don't think. No, I, I know he didn't have anything. Um, he didn't. He didn't really sound as if he was like. Oh no, pretty chill guy. So I mean, yeah. but I but I, I wanted I wanted to have everything that I had. Um, right. So you know, I'm like, oh man. But 
COVID just impacted everyone in different ways. Like for us, it's, it was our wedding, but for some people, they didn't get to graduate. It just robbed us of so much, but you know, I love the fact that through a lot of us, we did not allow COVID to stop us from doing what we were going to do. So like yes. the fact that you got married on the date that you would originally plan to get married, I love that a thousand percent because there are so many that are like, oh, I'll just push it to next year. And it's like, do you really want to get married? Like, I mean, yeah, you can still I mean, get married, you know, like that. Nothing yeah. has changed the ability to really do that. Like you may have to figure out the court dates now. <laughs> yeah. The courts may be open only so many days, but you can still get married. That's what, you know, I think, you know, it depends on the bride and where yeah. works to them. And I, and I applaud that. I just, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, I think in this time, especially during this COVID time, I think first of all, Evan and I did a model long engagement, but that's our, that was our personal choice. And I think the second thing was, you know, it was COVID. And by the time we got married, it really felt like Game of Thrones. Like, I don't, I keep saying Game of Thrones, it felt like, like, end of the world. Like, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen? And it was almost like, hey, let's live in the moment because things could shut down even more. And, yeah. you know, and we have this moment now. And so that was more. Our, our mindset from the beginning, we were going to do that, but it was kind of like, you know, yeah, we could, we could delay this a year, but then, you know, what if, you know, that we live in pods for the rest of our life? Like, then you just should have gotten married earlier, you know, like, I don't exactly, know. Exactly. Exactly. Like, especially at a certain point, it was like, are things going to get better? Like, I'm not yeah. sure what is happening here. So I just need to make a decision kind of based off now and not what I think is going to happen later. Like you just have to hope for the best and hope that like when later comes that, you know, things are a little bit better or whatever, like, you know, you're in a situation that you can kind of control a little bit more, but you know. And I think, I think the turning point was um, the vaccines. Like once the vaccines came out, people just started, you know, kind of living like a pre pandemic lifestyles. um, And that kind of jump started things getting back to pseudo normal at that point. But I think before the vaccines, I'd say, actually I'd say around my wedding was a point where people were like, well, this is it. Right, <laughs> right. December, 2020 was like, it was high cases. I think they just started getting vaccines to people, but mm. people didn't know if those were gonna work. And it was like, whoo. So- like how long it would take for it to be rolled out. Cause yeah. I remember our vow renewal reception was in November of last year, but it was originally supposed to be in July of last year, but we lost our wedding venue because of covid oh my god it was it was an art gallery that we frequented at least like once a year that we just absolutely loved and it's not like one of those super popular like wedding venue spaces here so we're like oh it's perfect but it's like in the city all of that and yeah because people weren't going to art galleries and they weren't having events yep they could not make money. And now they're literally just a art gallery, like a very small scale, like gallery, um, maybe about like 10 minutes from where they were, but I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) no. And so I find that out, like, you know, maybe around the time that I should be sending out invitations. So I'm like, okay, cool. This, um, completely changes the trajectory of everything. So (sighs) yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that happened. I sent out all my, my invitations for the original date and then the lockdown happened. And, and then people were like, Ooh, like, is this, and I'm like, just, you know what? Keep <laughs> them. Just keep, keep the, the invitations are beautiful. Um, oh, no, it was save the dates. I said, I'll save uh, the dates. Mm-hmm. And they're magnets. And you know what? I still have that. And you know what? It's good because the date was saved. It was in my book. <laughs> <laughs> it was still, it was still December 11th. So you know what? We're good. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look, it's above us now. <laughs> like, there's no we can do at this point. <laughs> that is so true. That oh. Is true. Oh gosh. Well, okay. It's a wrap because I've definitely monopolized the last two hours of your time. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but this has been so much fun. Seriously, that I'm having. I have had the best time that I didn't even realize how much time flew. So. Awesome. Well, knowing what you know now, is there any advice you would give to any brides just kind of looking back? Okay. One big one I'd say is listen to yourself. As in, I think when you get married, a lot of people like to give their opinions about certain things. And you know what? That's great because then you get some good thought process, but go with your gut. If you want a small wedding, if you want a really small wedding, you know, go for that. If you want 15 bridesmaids um, and you, and that's what sets well with your heart, you go for that, you know, like do, do you, because at the end of the day, you want to feel like you listen to yourself. You don't want to feel like you just chose something because people were pushing you in a different way. Now, if it's like a family thing where something might make someone happy, you might have to bend a little bit, but yeah, just, just really listen to yourself because it's, um, it's about what you'd like. And then also even more importantly, actually listen to your partner, you know, like this is, it's not just, it's not just the ladies, it's the guy too. And, and the wedding, obviously it's about the two of you getting married. And I think a lot of brides lose sight of the fact that this is about marriage. It's about commitment. It's about love. It's about promise. It's about becoming a unit and always keep that at the heart of what you're doing this for, because there's, because of the world we live in right now, especially with social media, because of social media, because everyone's eyes are on it. So then they can kind of weigh opinions. You might lose sight of the reason why you're getting married. You shouldn't do that. I was very fortunate to never lose sight of that. And I can say, first of all, it could be because of the fact that I was very focused on, but I think COVID did help that a lot. Mm-hmm. So my mindset with getting married was like, I just want to be married to this man. And he was like, I just want to marry this woman. So it was like a, it was a real genuine intimate thing and we and we didn't lose sight of that for the wedding and then it made the reception even better stick with your gut stick with your gut that's the real big advice here stick with your gut and remember that it's about the marriage i love it that's great advice it's (laughs) really great advice i think everyone needs to remember that i love this combo so much Uh, (laughs) um Let's now move into our vendor love shout out portion. So Ariel, who would you like to shout out up to three of your fave vendors? Okay. I would first of all, like to shout out florist, floriography designs. They're based in Denville, New Jersey. Angela Osario, I believe is her last name fantastic the best flowers in the world (laughs) i'm going that far to say it especially for a little new jersey wedding she was fantastic great attention to detail and she transformed the place to the point where it was an enchanted forest people literally were like this feels like an enchanted dream i don't know what and i was like that's what i wanted wow so she's number one for sure 
Pastor Ryan, incredible man, incredible pastor. He's with Christ Church in New Jersey. There's a bunch of different locations, <laughs> uh, but he is just, just incredible. Just knew how to read us as a couple and deliver an incredible blessing and an incredible uh, message to our guests and to us from the, from the time we got married in December to our, our reception and blessing our food. He was just, can't, I can't say enough about him. So that was another one. And, and side note, all of my vendors were great. So this is very difficult to choose three. Um, <laughs> it's hard. Can I do four? Can I do four? Can I do five? No, Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Our DJ was incredible. DJ in the mix is his Instagram. DJ in the mix one. He was amazing. People never left our dance floor. And I'm a, music, I'm a big music girl. And then like some jams too. I talked to him for like 30 minutes uh, and was like, please play this. Don't play this. And he just, he caught my vibe. He caught it. And it was like, to the point where I was like, man, we should have had a five hour dance party because uh, we had to, we had to wrap it up on the other side because the reception uh, was on a Thursday and he, and he was like, Oh, I didn't even get started yet. I'm like, you didn't even get started. People are sweating. <laughs> so he was fantastic. Yeah. So those are the three big ones. I have to put a small plug just because I didn't want to choose one over the other. My photographer, Ariel Perry, who is based in Charlotte. Um, these photos, every single photo was fantastic. Like big ups to her. And then my videographer, Avery Cole, that video just slapped. And she is a, just a delight to work with both of them. I had an all woman team behind me. Love was, that. You know, and I'm now I'm thinking about it. The majority of my vendors were people of color, Love you know, that. and that was nice. And, you know, it was just warm, good vibes. Important to have all your vendors have good vibes. And, and that was that scream for my wedding. And that was just amazing. I agree a thousand percent. It's so important to have the right vendor team behind you. They will literally make or break your wedding day. They will. They, they really will. Yeah. Cause Hey, we've all been to some great weddings. We've been to some weddings that we're not going to name. Right. <laughs> and now certain things work. Certain things don't work. You know, that's, and that's, that's the realness of it. That's, you know, and What's important is just that at the end of the day, the bride and groom are happy. That's, that's the biggest important part. A thousand percent. That is so, so true. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? So the vendor I would like to shout out this week is a makeup artist based in the Houston area. She actually did the makeup for Brittany. If you follow Brittany on Instagram or TikTok or anywhere online, you probably know her as Beasting. But her makeup was so beautiful. It was like very soft, but like true definition of soft glam. And I just love her work. So basically, if you are in the Houston area or if you're looking for a makeup artist that can travel with you, definitely look up her makeup artist. So I apologize in advance if I am going to say your name wrong. Tanya O Artistry, your work is amazing. You are doing God's work when it comes to these faces. (laughs) Like her whole feed is just like, yes, yes. Follow her, please. So that's who I'm shouting out this week. Who are you shouting out, Tania? Yeah, so I'm shouting out Kayla. She is a photographer out in Michigan. 
Um, you know, we don't really give that state enough love. And so I want to go ahead and shout her out. She is a documentarian slash film inspired photographer. Um, she does lifestyle, weddings, brand and editorial. Her work is beautiful. Um, and I really feel like she is like one of those photographers who you will probably see in what's that magazine called? Harper's uh, Bazaar. Yeah. yeah. I really feel like you would definitely see her in Harper's Bazaar, you know, in a couple of years. So definitely look out for her. Um, again, her name is Kayla and you can find her on Instagram at Kayla Turnpin Photography. Again, that is Kayla Turnpin Photography. And she is based in Michigan, but I'm pretty sure she is available worldwide. So that's who I'm shouting out. Very good. Well, where can people find you if they want to stalk your Instagram to look up more of your beautiful <laughs> wedding photos? Like, yes. Or if they just want to know more about you as a person, oh. where can they find you? Well, if they are not bored of me... <laughs> talking my wedding all the time because you're amazing. I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I was running my mouth this whole time. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram, um, TikTok, Twitter, but mostly Instagram and TikTok at Ariel Hickson. It's my first name and last name. That's A-R-I-E-L-L-E-H-I-X-S-O-N. Yeah. And I'm there. I'm, I'm a reporter, uh, mostly covering politics. So it's a lot of work stuff on that account, but I'm also game to talk about whatever. And if you want to <laughs> occasionally get nostalgic and post my wedding photos, much to my followers' dismay. So if you want more of that, I got you covered. <laughs> I'm sure they are loving the photos. Like, I can't understand. Well, maybe it's because I'm on the other side. Like, I just love to see a good wedding photo, like a good engagement photo. I am a thousand percent here for all of that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> me, too. me too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I, especially like creative ones and just, oh man, what are you, I like at the end of this, I seriously was thinking, I was like, I really love this too much. Maybe, maybe in another world, I could be a planner or maybe I could <laughs> plan on the side. And I was like, oh man, I have a full-time career. I'm really into. So, uh, maybe not for now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really stressful job and no, but if it, like the next friend of mine that gets married, I'm like, I'm like, what do you need? Please ask me any questions. I will help you. <laughs> that's, I think that's, right. that's my lane. That's my lane right there. <laughs> right. I definitely told a friend that recently too, because he was like, when that time ever comes, I'm looking up to you. Like, do you want to be my planner? I said, absolutely not. But I can help you <laughs> with selecting your vendors and making sure that like, they're not trying to scam you. I was like, I can help with all the other stuff. I have absolutely no desire <laughs> to wedding plan. Um, that just seems like another level of stress. I'm just not built for. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, man, I had, I had a plan, my planner, I had for my December wedding. And then when I moved, I initially moved my wedding to June, but then I moved it to September because of the idea that vaccines were coming out. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll feel people feel more comfortable. Um, and when I moved it, all my vendors could do it, but my planner, and I felt bad, but I had to just do it without the original planner. And so I kind of took the reins and planned the reception fully myself, which was fine. Um, she chose two of the vendors that I use my photographer and videographer 
were from the original wedding as well as the pastor. So we, we used them, but I had to pretty much figure out all the intricacies. And it was a lot too, because last minute we couldn't find a day of coordinator. So it was kind of, um, which, you know what, that's kind of rogue. And I, you know, going back, I do recommend that. I think we were just at the point, just, I was like, whatever. And luckily things worked out the biggest, we had one little mishap and that was that we forgot the florist delivered all the flowers. I had my bouquet. There were some boutonnieres and some corsages. In the craziness of everything, we all got dressed and forgot the boutonnieres and corsages. Oh, the entire time, and I was like, "How do we forget this?" And I was like, "That's that's where a coordinator comes in. That's where a planner." They scout that we didn't have anybody doing that. And then yeah. my mom was like, "Sweet though," she's like, "It's because everybody is so good looking." They did not need some flowers. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> she's like, no oh, way. Crazy. She's like, no one noticed. No one said anything. I'm like, you're right. No one did say anything. So maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's very optimistic. So maybe that was it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some craziness. <laughs> There's always something that happens. Every well, time. I seriously could sit here and talk to you for like, 12 additional hours I'm sure and that's just like at the very least just discussing weddings so please I'm just saying this now if I crawl in your email again and I'm like do you want to come back yes I do I do okay (laughs) all right done I want to come (laughs) perfect (laughs) whatever you want to talk about I'm I'm here for it uh love wedding stuff and I'm probably I still miss talking weddings obviously so Yes, yes. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Well, we're definitely going to do that. And hopefully that'll be a time where Tania can actually come and chat with us as well and have her take on things. But thank you so much. I don't want to hold you up anymore. Oh, thank you too. And you too. It was such a pleasure. Like seriously. If you're ever up north too, we're hanging. We're getting brunch. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like um, about like 20 minutes into the conversation, I was like, oh, we're like best friends and you just oh. don't know it. Cool. <laughs> if you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Story on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.